0: We're in the same room. For
1: the first time. For the first time
0: since we started our podcast. So it's been kind of this is this is nice. You know, I was visiting some family over the weekend over the week. Came back
1: to Vista. Yeah, COVID um, started as soon as we released our first episode. So we haven't had a chance to do this in person, which is kind of nice because you know, now I can punch him in person. Yep. Oh, boy. (laughs) This is a good time. So there's not um, much going on in the music uh, industry, but we do have an exclusive interview with Shamu Victor from Tribal Seeds. So be sure to check that out. Um, You can fast forward if you don't want to look at Jake's um, ugly face or my ugly face and, you know, just watch the interview. Um for now we are gonna talk a little bit about um what's going on in the reggae um industry. So there's not much, you know, with the Black Lives Matter movement and COVID. You know, there's a few um artists have released some some things, but not not that much. You no, know, so there's a song called Bull for, for Two
0: by Callie Buds. No, The Expendables. The Expendables. Callie yeah, Buds. Callie is in it. My this God. is the remix.
1: Yeah, it's a and remix. Callie Roots remix. So Callie Buds actually um, released a whole album of like 20 songs. Um, just remixing a lot of these, you know, popular reggae songs.
0: 20 songs is a lot. You know, I thought nine songs would be decent for for an
1: album 20 songs yeah but it's 20 songs of a remix album it's not his originals no i know, you know but imagine that's... imagine sitting there and doing 20 oh actually excuse me the b foundation just released a 21 track album so so you're saying um <laughs> i think it's a record
0: new socks um my take from that song is you know dude was partying you know they're smoking weed enjoying their time
1: that's by bumping uglies by the way new album and that's a song from the album and then um valley who Bally who valley
0: who message to the world that song was probably the coolest one that i heard um My takeaway from that one was more of a kind of self reflection song, you know, being mindful, knowing how to separate the negative from the positive and looking at the positive. So, it kind of, if there's one song out of those three I'd say to listen to, I'd say, I'd say, listen to Message to the World. It's a pretty good one. And I think right now
1: it's a good time for it. Yep. Yep. Tribal Seeds is actually doing a fundraiser for the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, It started uh, June 1st, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, So if you want to donate to the Black Lives movement, um, be sure to check uh, Tribal Seeds social networking sites and find the link there. Um, it's pretty much all there is for news. (laughs) That's all we got for our news. So much for news with everything going on and that's kind of crazy and it kind of sucks that this is our first episode doing in person and we don't have that much to talk about it's okay though so go ahead and stay tuned
0: you say so
1: i was gonna say something but you really interrupted me
0: i told I, I have a knack for that by now our listeners are like dude jake you're such a dick jake is the fucking biggest dick in the world has yeah
1: we know that but okay micro penis Why do you
0: think he's always hitting me, beating me up? He's jelly.
1: Why would I be jealous of a micro penis? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, um, before we get into the interview, I did want to mention that Apefather has a new song out, Um, Fool has a new song out, King Blitz has a new music video out um Tara Casey has a new song out um else? Everest has a new song out um Raptors has a new song out there's a lot of a lot of the artists that we've interviewed has have um new content out so check them out you know they're part of our family so we want to keep promoting them as much as possible um awesome people and kind of thank them for coming on the show so check that out and I think we're ready. I think so too. But first, I think you should flex. Just kind of give us like one of those
0: motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> all
1: right, stay tuned for Victor Shamu from Trouble Seeds.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Um, oh, you're
3: welcome. Very welcome. You know.
2: So pleasure. Um, I want to kind of talk and see how how did you get into Trouble Seeds and how you know how did that go on because I know you weren't you're not the first bassist, right?
3: No, I'm actually the well it it, it all started in 2010 that's when I got the call to join the band. Um basically they needed a bassist um somebody to kind of like fill in a little bit, you know, not a permanent bassist but someone that could fill in and learn something quick and go on tour. I, I was looking for a job, it was weird, I was looking for a job and, you know, putting applications here and there and it just so happened that one of my... I knew the guys already prior, like I knew the guys from playing in like bands in Calexico and stuff, we just kind of like crossed paths. So one of the guys from the band was like, oh, let's call Victor, you know, let's hit him up. I think like, you know, he would be able to learn the songs, plus he already likes the songs anyways. Yeah. So yeah, I just got kind of got the call one day and the next day they picked me up. Um, we were... I was practiced for like a week basically and went on tour with them uh, on a, their first national, I would say opening for a national act which was Revolution at the time. Nice. It was 2010 it was called the Give Thanks tour was called. It was with uh Revolution in Zionai and us Travel Seeds. So I gotta you know, got got to do that and you know, here we are now, you know, doing big things and you know, just creating music. So what band
2: were you in before?
3: Um we're break from society, we're a little reggae band from colexico. You used you to, to play at Mike's
2: place a lot, huh? Oh all the,
3: yeah, mike's yeah. <laughs> Rod. Used yeah, I, remember, and, I used
2: to do a lot of flyers for Motero. I don't know if you remember him. Oh, uh, yeah, know. yeah. Yeah, and I think he played at Mike's place, and you, uh, guys, were, you guys were playing, and I I was making his flyer. Oh,
3: okay. <laughs> well, yeah, we used to play a lot. That place is not there anymore. Not, um, no, they just, know, but, they
2: just got rid of it, right? Just recently.
3: Yeah, all of downtown, you know, is kind of like suffering a little bit for us, you know, in Calexico. And, yeah. But, you know hopefully with time and get everybody back on their feet you know they can open it up and make it look more like it did when back in the days you know yeah we were younger so, at least
2: you know coming from calexico a small little town in the border not many people know about you know where we come from <laughs> uh, How how do you how does that like you know kind of push you to you know do great things especially uh, in your music
3: i like you know like i like where i came from i like you know i like where the town where i grew up in i I've made a lot of friends, a lot of good, you know, um, friendships there. Um, I still have many friends out there. Um, It was, I I mean, I have many friends still living out there. Um, I just like, there's a lot of talent out in the Valley, you know, not necessarily like Calexico, but for saying, but Imperial Valley has like a lot of talented people that it's harder for us, you know, to go out there and and find what we need to find because we don't have the resources coming out living in a small town you know so you got to go out there and meet people network and like try to figure out you know what path you could who you can talk to to you know connect with the right people
4: that sounds like one of the biggest struggles out there you know is finding it the is. right people yep. yeah
3: yes especially you know from small towns we don't it's hard for us to like there's no guitar shops and stuff like that you know so it's harder like you kind of got to figure out on your own oh, where to go get stuff and you know yeah. like Get get guitars and guitar strings because so now there's like hardly any any like anything like that.
4: I yeah, I, I I was just I was just at home myself and I couldn't find a guitar in any store like that was that looked somewhat decent. I mean, you could find the Telecasters and the Strats and the first stacks there, but I mean, for what I wanted, for what my uncle wanted, you know, we couldn't.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's super hard. Like it's it's just like we're a small town, you know. Like the culture is really like closed up out there, mm-hmm. so we kind of get everything coming, coming in late, you know, or we learn it from our cousins that live, you know, in San, in Diego, San Diego. Yeah, yeah. South, South, you know, <laughs> When you go visit in the summertime, that's, you know, what we used to do when we were kids.
2: Yeah. And then in the Valley, you know, when a new store opens, a music store it doesn't last very long no. it opens and it lasts maybe a year or two. And then you know, yeah, it's not- very
3: hard. It's also like the culture, I think, um, with music is not really like, backed up in schools anymore you know they don't teach it you know kind of like they don't want people to go that route i feel like and uh well it's not only that it's just like you know a lot of money's been cut from fundings from schools and stuff so they got to figure out what to take out and you know where the money goes somewhere else but you know unfortunately like music programs in schools suffer because of that so well
4: personally how do you so this would be an interesting question how do you feel it would benefit people to have a good music program in their schools
3: just like um i mean starting you know the youth the kids you know um the younger you get and you get a head start at stuff like that you know Mm. the easier would be for you to like if you want to pursue a career in music because not there's not only like I found out like now that I tour that there's not only just the people on stage, but all the people behind the stage that also work, you Production. know, that are helped, yeah,
4: helping stuff. you get your stuff We're out on stage, but, right.
3: like, you know, before all that, there's, there's, you know, gears are in motion and it's the wheels are turning and people are setting stuff up slight, you know, lights being set up the riggers that set them up, you know, people setting up the okay. sound, the speakers, and they do that at the beginning and they do that at the very end, you know, so mm-hmm. they're, they're working real hard. But there's also like just starting people young, you know, keeps people out of, you know, it's a positive aspect, you know, music keeps you and, you know, just entertained kind of, you know, without any distractions. Because I remember when I was a kid and I first started playing guitar, like just like on my head when I first hit that note, it was just like so sweet. I wanted to learn more. So it kind of, you know, just kept me going.
2: (laughs) So what can you play? What instruments do you play? What's up? What instruments do you play?
3: Um, I play the bass. I mean, mainly. I know how to play the guitar. I'm not a guitarist. You know, I know how to yeah. play drums here and there just because I've been around music and bands for, you know, as long as I've been kind of like when we're in practice and we kind of take a break. Everybody usually goes to another instrument and picks it up and starts yeah. messing around. And <laughs> that's kind of like here and there. I just looking, you know, because you coordinate with all the musicians in the band when you're playing. So
4: okay so being a bassist uh so how how do you come up with some of your riffs like what are some things that you do
3: oh uh, to me like it's it's all about feeling you know like just mm-hmm. closing my eyes and just you know letting it ride basically um i that's i've always been a musician like by ear you know since i was a kid i started messing around with guitar and i figured it out how i yeah. figured it out you know oh yeah and uh um i mean i try it's sorry i got all carried away (laughs) no it's okay it's okay (laughs) um what was well what were you what's the question again how
4: do you come up with some of your riffs
3: oh yeah no no well i just let it sorry i just let it ride bro like you know i just let i i'm very uh feeling kind of person so like when you gotta make you gotta it's gotta come from the soul you know when you're playing Mm -hmm. Because once you don't play without soul, the music is soulless and it's not. You could tell when somebody records something, you know, all, all repetitively where it is that they're like, you're doing the track. And, you know, back in the day, bands used to all play at in one room at the same time. You yep. know, now it, with the computers and all, people could be in different countries recording, sending stuff. And it kind of <laughs> loses a little bit of the the soul to it, you know. Um. That organicness of that kind
2: of feels like that's what we're doing, you know, nowadays because you know the pandemic's going on. Yeah, now it's
3: like it's you got to roll with the punches too, you know. You can't. It's it's just what it is now, you know. So everything kind of like normalizes a a little a little again.
2: How how has the COVID affected you guys and your music?
3: Um, like us as a band, we we had okay, so we had scheduled to leave. Um, out of the country, actually. We were going to go to Chile. We were going to go to Argentina and Brazil in March. And it was like a, everything started happening a week before we were supposed to go. So it was kind of slow at the beginning. When it started to pick up, it's like um, we're kind of asking ourselves, do we want to go play out there, you know, which we do want to go play. But then we started there a lot of um, flight you know started getting canceled you weren't able to fly or you weren't able to go into a country unless you were quarantined for 14 days prior yeah so like all that you know hit kind of hit us real hard for the touring industry mainly like all musicians a lot of tours festivals are canceled everything's kind of normalizing everything could go back to normal a little bit but like I feel like the music industry was hit were it's you know we need we depend on masses you know on mm. big crowds to come out and you know enjoy the music and now it's kind of everything's kind of slow so we don't really know how it's gonna start you know now I heard on the radio they're having a couple concerts like in your car you know oh yeah yeah no, they did the that.
2: They, like a drive-in concert, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah, which is, I mean, I don't think that's gonna be the future. I hope not, but I mean, if that's all we got, you know. I mean, or,
4: that's one way to make some money, you know.
3: I, yeah, I mean, it, I, it is. It but is it's, not, it's not
2: just about making money, you know, it's about the feeling mm-hmm. and interacting with the crowd.
3: Interacting with people. Well, in just order just to have more imagine opportunities. Imagine watching a show just sitting in your car the whole yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even, like, you know, take it's a picture the from the inside all far away, you know. It just yeah. loses its feeling
2: so it's what's, hard to, it's,
3: it's what's the best hard. show you've played wow best show that i've played um i really like doing uh we did this like last summer or last this winter we went to mexico we did a it's called the of the sun it's a festival put on by slightly stupid um they take a Sick. bunch of bands out there and basically you buy a ticket you have access to a whole weekend of festivals, and it's all it, it's all inclusive. Um, it was fun because there's a lot of people, it's, it's mainly a lot of people from the United States, they all get together in one place, which is one time a year there. And you see a lot of, they've been doing it already for like six years, I think, um, if I'm not mistaken. It's so much fun because you play out in Cancun, like out in the open on the beach. So they have different stages where like one's right in front of the water, one's like in a super huge place with a big sound system. There's more like smaller intimate stages and they have like different artists, you know, come come around and play all day. They'll start at noon and they'll end at 11 at night.
2: So you're just drinking and partying the whole it's, time. Yeah, all
3: inclusive, so like Sunday food up, and bro. beer, and it's it's you know it's so much fun. What so was it called? It's called closer to the sun.
2: Closer to the sun. Yeah. Closer I, to I the think sun. I, did Beef Foundation go? Yeah, I, I think, they, think
3: they they might played play there. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I think they were telling us about that last mm. time. That's
3: a, that, sounds, that, that for me was really fun because you get to travel and then like not only like this last year we traveled over there and then we had a day off. It, in in Cancun where we like went to Tulum and then we went to Chichen Itza we got to do the whole tourist thing yeah you know it, that was kind of fun i've never been to those places so it was so visit.
2: we're talking about you know going to Mexico how is the mexican community you know in the reggae scene
3: it's they have um right now for me i see a lot of um sound systems dj's um is getting really big and huge just um mainly because it's, you know, people, it's the Sonidero style. It's basically a bunch of speakers and you have a party out on the street, you know. It's not a discotheque. Anybody could go. Those are getting real popular around and they're promoting all this music, uh, this new rating music coming out. Is So basically their job is to show you the music that's coming out, you know, so that's a cool way. That That's something that I've seen that's been growing a lot. Um, not necessarily bands. Bands were very big in mexico reggae bands like around like 10 years ago there was a lot of reggae bands playing it kind of died down a little bit but i feel like they went a certain route they went a different route mm-hmm. and started going into sound systems um so much fun i've got to i went to guadalajara one of my friends has a sound system they're called the uh, king yanga sound they're from guadalajara very good friend of mine grew up with me in calexico they had a Super dope ass party. Like they promoted it. You know, they brought an artist from the Europe. A couple of artists actually um, rented the spot, put the speakers up. You know, um, did the flyers, charged at the door. You know, provided the party, did everything, and it was super cool. It was super cool vibes. And that's like in reggae. That's essential because that's where it's like kind of like where it's the roots of it is. You yeah. know, that like Jamaica used to do that. Uh, those kinds of parties because people weren't allowed to go into discotheques. So, like, especially dreadlocks and Rasta's. So they created their own little vibe and little subculture. And out of that, we have this, we have hip-hop. We have all, you know, kinds of different music that were grounded and rooted in in reggae.
4: Well, um, so do you have any inspirations outside of uh, the reggae genre for? Oh uh,
3: yeah. I listen to all kinds of stuff, man. I listened like, as a little kid, my first inspiration was like Chalino Sanchez. That was like, that was like my first inspiration buying, um, you know, I used to go to the swap meet buy the tapes for a dollar that they had, like the, the, the pirated tapes. And nice. I, I used to love, I don't know, there was something about his voice that I just like, you know, really liked. Um, I was growing up. Then I started listening to different, more you know, different music. I, when I was in high school, you know, I listened to metal. And Then I went through like, I, I kind of like, was at the punk rock, like punk, and then like ska. And then kind of like, I started listening, you know, discovering different stuff and kind of just opened doors to all kinds of music. You know, Ruben, so, like, yeah. in mm-hmm. high school, you're searching for that. You know, trying to look for that, and and I found it. You know, I found myself in reggae and reggae music.
2: Who's, who's your favorite artist, reggae artist, man?
3: Of all time, I'm, man, it's hard to say. There's like, there's so many no, known names, you know, Bob Marley, Gregor Isaacs. There's yeah. also so many other people that that didn't get that recognition, but still like contributed a lot to it. I like um, a lot of underground stuff. I collect vinyl. I like collecting like you know reggae vinyl searching for the the rare stuff the rare know? stuff yeah like yeah you know, super it starts getting yeah. a little expensive i'm like oh man is gonna really <laughs> worth it but you know like now what the, the yesterday i was spinning music just for myself and uh just putting on the record you know and knowing that there's physical music in this you know piece of plastic or vinyl that you're gonna it's always gonna be there you know yeah it's it's you you, I lift up my reggae and my, my records in, the, in a crate, and there's, I know that there's music in there, you know? That's what music weighs. I'm like, you know, it has weight. <laughs> and that's so, something now it's everything's digital, you know? So now it's, it's cool to collect stuff like that, you know? Yeah. So, Super timeless. How did
2: you fit into Tribal Seeds, you know, coming in, you know, from another band? Or how did, like, everything, the transition go?
3: The transition was, I mean, it was hard. Um, because i really liked what i was doing before you know like i kind of in a sense felt like i was like like leaving my you know my good friends you know but at the time we weren't really super doing anything you know the opportunity came up and you know a lot of opportunities like that don't you know they don't come around don't you know come yeah. around twice so when it comes around once you got to take it you know you got to mm-hmm. take it you know but i you know i have much respect for You know my friends and that I played with and stuff, and we still we're we're actually talking about um, coming back and recording again because and releasing some stuff because when we were a band the their YouTube was barely coming up, you know there was no Spotify, there was no none of that, so we're our music was never shown to anyone basically, you know just the valley it was just Just the valley so like we're gonna try to record and recreate those songs that we do have. Modify them and make them a little bit more modern and release them again. You know, so we're gonna kind of like be like a new band out there. I feel like that'll be interesting too because that's another
4: aspect of you that's going out there, right? Yeah,
3: yeah, and that's like that for me was my roots and what got me was a stepping stone that got me to where I am now. Big Mm -hmm. part of my life because I did played a lot of years, you know, at 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 bars back in Imperial Valley. Oh, bro, just imagine a lot of (laughs) A lot of local events, you know, fun, a lot of fun. Bro. What if
4: start? What if that? What if that started doing a little bit better than how? <laughs>
3: it's, it's... At, at this point, it's probably gonna, you know, that's what I'm feeling. Like the smaller shows are gonna take off. Oh, yeah. Better now because it's it's everything's gonna be smaller. You know. Yeah, you can't it's have more a thousand
2: people in a large yeah, festival setting. Yeah. You know, it's all gonna be small that's gonna venues.
3: You know, festivals especially are taking a big hit, and that's a big part of people's lives. You know, a lot of people. Did you did you see that Look they're doing forward. that they're doing
2: uh did you see that they're doing online festivals now?
3: Yeah, yeah, no, I saw that. They're yeah. just like like doing streams and yeah. stuff. It's I mean they're trying, you know, they're trying not to lose, you know, their their what they built up and stuff. Kind of like just adjusting with the times, you know. Yeah. that's okay. what we gotta do.
4: Well, you were saying that you were gonna come out with some new stuff. Um so for you being in the studio or recording, what what's the hardest part for you, would you say? Is it like the actual like laying down the tracks or the yeah, timing? Yeah, or...
3: for me it's kind of like just being on the spot, you know, because you're laying down your your time is money, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So you're on the Crunch spot down. and the spotlight's on you. That's going to be laid down. That's going to be recorded. That's going to be immortalized and listened to, you know? So it's, it's like... You, it's a big Pressure. thing yeah it's okay. big, yeah
4: no i get you so i guess that's the hardest part is like the god i gotta get it right you know the, yeah. everyone's staring at you <laughs> <laughs> hey you fucked up
2: god damn that's another yeah, 30 dollars <laughs>
3: oh, i get man, nervous you know, like, don't get me wrong it's 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 hard
2: Do you still get nervous for shows
3: um i honestly shows i don't not anymore as much as i used to um I did when I barely joined the band it was first being like it was just being on bigger stages was um, a first for me. Well yeah going from Um,
2: playing at a bar to playing at a huge Cali roots. Yeah playing in front of
3: of 50 people to playing like in front of 500 people you know it's a big big jump. I was really nervous but I was like I would get this thing where like I would try to like you know center my chi and I'm like I'm gonna go out there (laughs) everything's gonna be cool and once I get out there I'm like for a song oh, and the first song my legs <laughs> start shaking and like i can't i remember i could i couldn't i was so nervous like my leg wouldn't stop shaking you know it just it would just by itself it was weird but it took me like took me, like two years actually you know like to get used to that to get used to like the pressure of being out there
4: oh, that's crazy
2: really? a lot of
3: eyes are on you you know out there
4: well when it comes to like your songs uh, he showed me one the other day with there was like what three bands in that one in the remix in yeah, the remix with, uh, slightly stupid in the green dude that was sick oh, yeah, oh, yeah. so world on fire so, yeah so um do you how do you feel about those kinds of collaborations do you do you like them there, do you...
3: i like them personally like um like in that song stick figure wrote the song right and they mm-hmm. got you know um, big names to to go out there and you know it's huge uh, fans as a fan of you know of music you like to see that kind of stuff uh, bands collaborate with other bands and see what they could make up yeah, you know? dude
4: i i love it when bands can collaborate because it shows their artistic side you know and i never really understood how the writing process went for them it's like okay so who decides what music goes and then the lyrics it's like you know?
3: I think it's just like, it depends who presents it, you know, somebody mm-hmm. could present a whole song and be like, I want you to sing or like, like, okay, for example, I saw this, I went to this concert, and what I thought was really cool was called the Huevos Rancheros tour. There was like, um, Los Hombres G hey and uh, I don't know what each other, but there was two bands that like split, they, they both got together, did one tour, but they got together and played like a, a two-hour set, and in between the two-hour set, they would switch band members.
4: Let's well, trade out the roster.
3: Would keep the <laughs> we'll drummer from one band, and then they would bring in the whole different band, and then they would switch singers. And it was to me, it was kind of crazy cool yeah. the production because it takes time to make. To learn to address
2: to everyone, you know how everyone plays. Oh, everyone, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Also
3: collaborations for me as a fan, I like. I like to see that. You know. Like, have you have
2: you guys collaborated with like a rap group or, or thinking about um, collaborating with some someone? Think about collaborating with us, Snoop no, Blind. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: um, wow, what, what do we do? I mean, damn, I would I would love to do something with like Be real Cypress Hill. You know, he's yeah. really into doing stuff like that. That would be like a cool thing to do. Um, plus, they have a cool message. You know, like they've always been rebels, but they always have like good lyric content. You know.
2: Who's who's your favorite rap rap group or rapper?
3: Uh, rapper, I mean, right now I I actually really like Action Bronson. For right now, I mean, legend, legend. If I'm gonna go back to a legendary rapper, I'll, I mean, Tupac. You know, like he said, you your favorite off, one. You know, if we're gonna go back in time. I'll, I'll I'll toss him to Tupac. You know.
2: Yeah, Tupac's my favorite, and you know. You know, Saul. Oh, it's yeah. Saul's favorite. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> I always,
2: always talk about how he had posters everywhere in his room. And he's probably yeah. going to watch us and talk shit. Yeah,
3: I I your brother, Shout out to your brother, Saul. Yeah.
2: So, you know, I kind of want to know some embarrassing stories if you have them of my brother. Oh, you're going to put it on the air?
3: But <laughs> uh, something that we always remember um, as kids, we always liked wrestling and WWF, you know. Um we always, the thing was the pay-per-views for us. Yeah. As, like, oh, my God, the pay-per-views. WrestleMania.
2: Who's, and- whose
3: mom's going to buy it, you know? <laughs> whose mom's going to buy it and whose house are we going to watch it at? So this funny story, um, we're at our friend uh, Edward's house, and it's, like, all the boys, you know, all the, the little crew of, of homies watching the wrestling. And we, before that, we're all getting hyped up, and we just, like, you know, like to wrestle and stuff. and. Um, it was just me for it. We were doing like a tag team, some kind of tag team, and we always remember this. Uh, we're we're like kind of trying to play by the rules, so like I didn't end up tagging. They didn't end up tagging me, you know. But I went in and I started, you know, creating my ruckus. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, disqualification. You're not the legal man. But it was, this, I mean, it was it was our friend Fausto that was like. Oh, I know Fausto. Yeah. He's like, it's not the legal man. Because you call me Shamu, you know, like, from Kalexical, people know me as Shamu.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, he's like, no, no, you're not the legal man, Shamu. And for years, bro, that's been, like, the li- little, like, inside joke that we have. Like, till now, your brother remembers, like, that day, you know. <laughs> it was so much fun, you know, being little kids and, like, wrestling around and, like, eating popcorn and tossing the snacks and all that. That was you a know? fucking
2: live huh? Yeah, I yeah. still I still have nightmares in my brother so, and some <laughs> my brother's submissions.
3: submissions. <laughs> like, here, brother, let me do the DDT.
2: So the bigger four. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, dude, my I, my, my, my older I have an older cousin, he was like an older brother to me. He he did all that to me, bro. He like all the moves. He, he's like, Come here, let me show you the suplex. And <laughs> we like, just toss you. <laughs> just
4: toss me over
3: his shoulder, that's the good thing, man. You know, when we're children.
2: Back and in the no, day, and and no nosotros carriage. la Garra.
3: Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Right around the corner, man. <laughs>
2: so, what would you say is your biggest accomplishment as a musician? Was it when you joined Travel Seeds, or you actually making music? Or for
3: me would be um, just being in this band for as long as I have been. You know, it's the the longest band uh, band I've. Um, time I've been in a band and I'm hitting on going on 10 years you know going on 10 mm. years on um, this no, this October yeah it was October November when I started 2010 that for me is a big accomplishment you know still being able you know to be doing this because you know there's, it takes a toll on you you know personally mentally you know you're out there away from
2: you your know, family from away from your friends away you know, from everything
3: you know relationships yeah. everything it's like it's really hard, but you know you got to make it work. If you know what you want, you know.
2: Damn, but it's awesome you're doing it. You know, for your for your fans and then yourself.
3: Yeah. Because I mean, you know, you know, you get like pin, you know, dude. There's no us. You know, we don't exist without any fans. So, you know, doing stuff like this, you know, so people can you know check out, you know, a little insight on us is mm, another yeah. you know, way to go.
4: That's awesome well um so we talked about some of your embarrassing stories <laughs> his brother do you have any with uh the group you're with that you've been with with 10 years
3: oh man i mean you can yeah that's why i'm like I'm, i need to hear this a lot of stuff i mean a lot of stuff's happened in 10 <laughs> years you know um for you what kind of sticks out the most and embarrassing i don't know I mean, for me, oh, for me, as a musician, I, an embarrassing moment was I was on stage and I was like, you know, trying to fucking be that guy. I was like, just starting. I was drinking a lot, you know, I was getting drunk while I was playing. So here comes showtime. I started playing and I started drinking more on stage. And I, there's this part where we like, we would like kind of like it would get heavy so we'd start like headbanging you know they turn off the lights but i started headbanging and I, I i lost my balance and i fell like i literally like <laughs> fell on my ass and i stopped. the metal was too strong with that one <laughs> it, it was bad bro it was bad but i you know you learn from your mistakes like never again did i you
2: know do <laughs> did you have bang that hard
3: <laughs> yeah I, it was more being drunk that's why i fell you know so like it's lesson learned you know for me that was embarrassing that was that was bad because people could tell I was drunk. You know, it's it's been a couple of times. I it hasn't happened a lot, but it's it's been a couple where it's noticeable, and that is like just bad performance. You know. Yeah, bad but I
2: mean, I mean, in the reggae scene, it's it's not like they expect you to be all proper and shit. You know, uh, like the gospel. Like if you were playing gospel, I would understand. Don't be fucking drunk playing gospel.
3: Yeah, it's more like <laughs> we it's we play like. I mean, we, we we cater to everyone, you know, but the crowds that, like, right now is really big is, like, a lot of people in California, Cali Roots has yep. made a big scene and a big name for itself, and it has helped a lot of bands, you know, go out there and gave them a platform, you know, to perform, and a lot of bands are very successful doing a lot of stuff right now because, you know, because of them, people that like to help out bands, you know, that necessarily don't, aren't that big, but, you know, people take chances, and, you know, good stuff comes out of that.
4: Yeah. Okay. So, what are some things that you've learned while being a musician that, like, tools that you've developed to kind of help your uh, make your life a little easier with what you're doing, like?
3: uh just like tour, like um, just to mentally be there. I I take my Xbox with me. You know, I, <laughs> gaming. I, okay, okay. I dedicate my half of my day to playing. I'll get bored. You know, I'll try to just kind of free my mind a little bit you know a lot of guys you know try to they go out and work out a lot of people like you know just mentally go out and walk around the city you know mm-hmm. it, touring is really hard it's really hard The eating you know trying to figure out where you're going oh, dude
2: fast food for days
3: you know no yeah, but yeah. i mean
2: if you're touring you want to go somewhere popular
3: <laughs> you don't want to go to yeah. mcdonald's <laughs> yeah you want to go somewhere you've never been you know Like i'm I'm all about like googling somewhere and be like oh i wonder what this place is you know going to thai spots and like okay spots we go to a lot of indian thai one of the best meals i had was like in you know we went and played last year last summer we got to play in amsterdam and we played right around they had you know that city never sleeps either so there was food at two in the morning we went and had indian food that some guy just had just made from scratch And it was (laughs) the best I have ever had. uh, Oh, man. So what places have you gone to? Oh, man. Like, we've, in in the U.S., we've we've done a lot of major cities, you know, a lot of major cities. We've gone, I think the only place we haven't gone is, like, South Dakota, I think. But we've gone to Alaska, Hawaii, you know, Florida, you name it. We've we've done big cities. Um, We've done internationally we've done i've got to go to tahiti uh guam um we went uh well this last summer we did a european tour i we went to germany france switzerland london that's our first time going international too and this last uh, march we were going to go to south america and do a couple of shows out there yeah. which would have been our first time we've already been to peru like uh, a couple of years ago we went Um, We did one show over there for a festival, but this would have been our first time going out there. Just such a shame that that life's halted, you know, right now. Fuck.
2: So what's your favorite place that you've gone to?
3: I would say I really liked, I really liked Guam, actually. Guam was really nice. The only thing I didn't like was, like, the humidity, but I think if I didn't have, you know, my big-ass hair, I would have enjoyed a little more. Because, like, it was just, like, it was a mess, bro. It was, it was all good crazy. Time, yeah, it was just like <laughs> so humid out there, you know, it was just all over the place. It, it was a really nice place scenery-wise, you know, the people there, the people that took us around, the festival, everything was really good. That's one of my favorite places I, I think I've gone.
4: That's awesome. Right on. Well, um, so do you have any like, like ways that you feel like it's important to connect like what are some ways that you feel are important to connect with your audience? Like how, how do you think it's important to, I guess is what I'm trying to ask.
3: Um, well, one of them that's very important is just like after a show going out, you know, interacting with your fans or before, you know, a show walking around and having them see you, you know, you're just a normal person, you know, walking around, you you know, that you're not scared of them, you know, you're mm-hmm. not scared to interact and I try to go like you know. Every time we play before the other opening bands are playing, I'll go out and walk around the crowd and go to the merch table, you know, and just stand, just kind of looking at the band, you know. Whoever comes yeah. up recognizes me. I'll be like, "Oh wow, you're out of here!" You know, can I take a picture? I "Yeah, sure." You know, sign something, of course.
2: Do you, you know, do you get sure. recognized a lot like out in the streets here in San Diego?
3: Yeah, it, it's weird. It, I I do because in the band, like I mean, I stand out a lot. You know, I'm like the big ass dude with the beard and dreads, and like, I've I've been recognized. It's weird. That was weird to me once I got recognized in uh, OB by this lady who was who was visiting San Diego and saw us like in Florida or something like that. That was kind of weird. Me. I thought she was from here. She's like, oh, I saw you guys playing Florida. I'm like, where are you from? She's like, oh, I'm from Florida. I'm like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> damn, <laughs> no, that's crazy. Yeah, you know, personally, me like got recognized. Yeah, that was. I get recognized every now and then. Not a lot, you know, we're not huge, you know, but we are,
2: but you're you know, pretty damn big. Mm-hmm. You know,
3: we have made a name for ourselves, you know, yeah. as a band.
2: who was, who was some of the best bands you played with, toured with, played with. That's a good one.
3: Um, a lot. La- one of the last good bands that I really enjoyed touring with was, uh, Steel Pulse. Mm-hmm. We got to do a-, a tour with them, a summer tour. And, uh, it was just they're awesome guys man they're legends you know they're, they're a legend band they're, they've been along around for a long time and they're still doing it and to be able to share the stage you know with people I heard on cassette tapes you know when I was young <laughs> it was like That's it's crazy cool. yeah. you know it felt really cool like I mean yeah
4: <laughs> okay so uh how often do you usually write new material or how often do you think people like that our musicians should be writing new material
3: um us we personally um it it, it's hard for us because we don't like live like close to each other our band half of our band is in san diego the other half is in in la Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like we take how we write is we were we'll just jam out at uh at our sound checks you know we're just we'll have an hour to sound check, and we'll just mess around and someone will be playing something and we'll be like hey we'll tell the sound guy hey can you he like record this up there and I'll <laughs> it later and then just you know out of stuff like little stuff like that like our new album um, that's how we kind of came about that like we just sound checks and here and there little you know little jam sessions and, and that's rhythm.
4: literally the only time you guys have to do that uh,
3: yeah we don't get together like honestly too much but like when we practice before we go out on tour because just everybody has their own life when we come back you know yeah. before so like everybody like the majority i would say of our band has you know everybody's got kids and like everybody's you know married and you know has yeah. got you know their stuff going on so they they it's it's hard to separate you know you got to draw a line somewhere and you know actually have time for your family and your loved ones too
4: no, yeah, I just asked because you guys have you know albums, pun albums, and and yeah, it, you all it, got your own it, lives.
3: It, it, it takes us a long time, but you know what? Um, like this, the last album we dropped was probably like five years ago. You know, so it's we tour to kind of like you know we want to stay relevant. We we tour and you know deliver our music still, but um, it's just hard, you know, for us. We gotta kind of like develop a system to like you know we haven't really had a system to write music so we're just kind of like going as we as as we do it um but we do try to deliver a lot of quality you know with we our can, music like we, we can hear it we spend <laughs> and a we lot appreciate of time it. Like editing and all that stuff so like we are not trying to rush ever anything when it comes out you know it'll come out and it'll be there you know mm-hmm. and it'll be there forever <laughs> so what can you tell us about Fallen Kings it's been a long process it's been a long process. Uh, um, we're hopefully we're gonna release a single pretty soon. Um, I'm not sure on the date, but it'll be soon. It'll be real soon. We're we're in the last you know um, stages of finishing that up. Uh, we've done a lot of recording and every drums were tracked like you know a while back. It's just the touring kind of like halted us, so now it's time to go and finish it off. You know so. Yeah. We don't have a set um, date for the release because we don't want to, you know, find like here. And then we're like, oh, we've got to push it back, you know, and announce that, oh, we're you know, we're postponing the release date. So we're kind of just taking our time with it. You yeah,
2: know. going day by day, figuring you
3: know, it out. want to release something quality. You don't want to like, you know, just put it out there, out there quick, you know. You want to take your time and actually nitpick at it and make sure everything's perfect.
2: Yeah,
4: that's awesome well that's all i got you got any more questions yeah i was gonna ask you um so as a bass player are you more of a pick guy or a finger bass like oh, slap slap
3: bass, bro. oh hell yeah
4: slap
2: oh, of the bass. Hell yeah.
3: <laughs> it's weird i gotta i gotta i gotta fix up my tone but like right now i just like I, i'm a bass guy bro i like feeling the, the thump and the, the the rattle of the mm-hmm. cabinet you know that oh, low yeah. end it's just like you know, I have to have to have a car with a subwoofer. You know, like I love the, the bass. Just like it's got to be loud. I, it's it's me. You know, well, like
2: the bass is one of the most important in reggae. It, 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 it really carries. is.
4: You're yeah. carrying everything, dude. Yeah. Everything's in that same melodic. That that's why I asked you. How do you come up with your
3: shit? Because
4: it's that's it's,
3: it's a lot of help. Important. You know, like I I personally like get help from you know other people in the band. You know, mm-hmm. like we all give input. You know, there's a lot of people that play other instruments. So. You know, you you can't be close-minded to you know ideas from you know yeah. your bandmates and stuff because you know they might have thought of something you didn't do, you know, and it, it might sound a little you know better. So you got to give it a chance, you know. Yeah, yeah totally.
4: All right, well, hey, you know, we we definitely do appreciate your time. I got way more I could totally ask you, but I-
3: That's I, I'm here, bro. Whatever, my <laughs> time is their time.
4: That's no, all gravy, man. It's all gravy.
3: I appreciate though, you know, you guys having me on here. Yeah,
2: thank you for coming yeah. on.
4: You know, I really appreciate that too. Um, well, you should come up and visit his uh, his bro one of these days, man. Catch up and oh yeah, my brother, brother. my brother comes up all the time. We should hang out. We no, live down, down,
2: the, street down the, street the street from each other.
3: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> down the street, so yeah, no, let him know. I'll, I'll get in touch with him. I, I, I got contact with him, and we'll get together and do something.
2: All right, sounds good, man. Well, appreciate your time. You know, if, if you need anything, let me know. Ride down the street.
3: Come here, come here, man. You know, you got my number. All right. Sounds good, man. You guys are are family and shit, you know.
2: Sounds good. Thank you. Appreciate it.
3: You guys have a good one. Thank you.
0: So that concludes our interview. I think it was awesome. I really like the guy a lot. He's level-headed. He's chill. I I really enjoy his vibes, his outlook on the entire music thing. um, I'm excited to see. He said he was going to be doing some stuff with – with an old band of his yeah oh man
1: break from society actually i think i saw them live when i was like this big this big so like my uh you're my girl. <laughs> 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 oh god anyway awesome guy um he's been my brother's friend for a while so shout out to my brother Saul for making this happen um love you man um but Travel Seeds has a new album coming out. Like he said in the interview, there's you know no telling when they're going to release it, but they do, do have a new song coming out soon. So stay tuned. Um, check that out. Um, but that's it for now. Yeah. You
0: know, if you guys want to uh, help us out, if you have any suggestions or recommendations or would like to Have us ask some questions for you, perhaps. You know, go ahead and drop us a
1: line or shoot us an email if you want to donate. I don't know if we have a... um, Yeah, you could go to musicjunkiespodcast.com and you could um, donate whatever you'd like. And I keep saying this. I'm going to release the link for our merch. But now I really am. I'll release it.
0: Two days. Two days.
1: Well, yeah, what's today?
0: Today is... Well, it's not Monday yet, but
1: it's Saturday. Today. So I'm gonna release it on Saturday today. And you'll probably already hear this. You have probably already seen it. They're but
0: watching this, but just so you know, it's on there now. Because after this, Mario's gonna Yeah. Remember, I'm we're, gonna put it two days up. behind you guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we need to do a live show. That's our plan for after COVID is to do live interviews. At concerts. So hopefully get, you know, in touch of someone at a concert and... Cause I have a feeling that COVID's gonna be here for a while.
0: A lot of people are gonna get it. Um, more and more I'm seeing people testing positive for it. So I don't know, maybe natural selection is
1: just gonna run its course. <laughs> um, sorry. What is it like um Whitechapel decimate the Yeah. Precisely.
0: Uh, no, I think things are gonna slowly but surely go back to normal. Hopefully, they're opening the gyms and more businesses this week in California. So I don't know what it's like everywhere else. Arizona, they've
1: they've been open. They, they don't, don't give a fuck.
0: They don't care.
1: You, you don't have to wear a mask a Walmart there. They won't let us in here if we don't have a mask. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy the standards that you know every state has. We just hope you guys are staying sane and and finding better ways to
0: combat this trying time. Yep. So music's helping us.
1: So hopefully it's helping you guys too. All right. You guys have a great rest of your week. We do have uh, some upcoming artists on the show for next week. Um, I don't know if that sentence was proper English.
0: It made no sense, Uh, but I think we should reiterate that by saying we have a special treat for you in a week. As always, we come through. See see si. See si, senor. See. We. We wee. You guys stay safe. Tiny wee oui, we oui.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. See y'all.